Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Lights are a cut in the fog on a midnight highway And eighteen wheels are a driving through the dawn There's a Blue Ridge Mountain sunrise filling the mirrors And the ashtray's full, the coffee's almost gone And the truckers heading west to Colorado Passing the miles with his friends on the CB coast And tonight the truck stops somewhere out in nowhere And tomorrow's the wind and the open road And I believe he's gonna drive that rig to glory And I believe I feel the freedom in his story Riding that diesel wine Chasing that long white line Dropping that load on time And he's going home Hi everybody and welcome to the Interactive Internet. I'm your host, Pete Kerr. Welcoming you to our Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening show here on uh, Blog Talk Radio. And uh, I... Didn't set a particular topic for today, so it's pretty much open topic. Uh, first off, let's say hi to our regulars. Brian, uh, you were actually here first and you dropped off. Hi, Brian. Hey, Dad. Yeah, there's Brian, folks. He gets to come on. Uh, where are you at today, Brian? Uh, somewhere on I-80 in Pennsylvania, dealing with stop-and-go traffic for the last 10 miles because of construction. Ah, okay. Okay. You're on, you're on I-80 up in PA. That's northern Pennsylvania. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I know there's a couple of spots along I-80 up there that, uh, they have road work going on. Anyway, okay, folks, Brian's here. That's cool. Uh, Lou, you're here too. Hi, Lou. Hey, Pete. How's it going today? Okay. All right. Uh, what are you doing? You just got home from work, yeah? Yes, I did. And it's raining uh, again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you guys, you guys have been getting an awful lot of rain down in Central Florida lately. That's true. I mean, I've been here since '03, and I think this is the most rain we've had on a daily basis. We've had yeah. some heavy downpours with hurricanes and stuff, but we're every day for what over a month now, pretty much. Yep. So okay, well, you're inside. You're 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 inside. You're warm and dry, and all that good stuff, right? 
Okay. All right, good. Um, I am up in, I'm actually on I-80 also, Brian, um, but I am just east of uh, Rollins, Wyoming. And mm. and I'm heading uh I'm heading back into Denver. I have this trailer in the uh in the dock so they can take all the uh all the different orders off of it and deliver it around to our customers tomorrow. So I'm on I eighty, um, like Brian and I just washed the truck the other day, so guess what it's doing out there? <laughs> Same thing it's doing here. Yep. Yeah, I got a little you know, I I pulled off by I had a delivery last night in Salt Lake City area, and I I delivered that. And I went on east on 80 into uh, into Wyoming, and just east of Evanston is a brand new big chain up area. Um, probably spaces for a hundred trucks at least, and. Everybody's been parking in there, so I parked um, because I had driven basically from California all the way across Nevada into uh, into Utah. Anyway, somewhere around five six o'clock this morning, it downpoured for about ten minutes, and now I see just a little bit of spinning rain over here. Um, I can look right over the little hill here, and I can see Elk Mountain just to the east of me. So that's where I am up on I eighty. Brian and I are on I-80, but we're probably somewhere around 1,500, 1,800 miles apart, Brian. 1,500? Mm-hmm. Yeah. From no, I think it'd be longer than that. From Wyoming to PA? Where, where, where are you at? Are you over by State College or Clearfield or something? Uh, Shippensburg, mm, mile marker 61. Oh, okay, okay. So you haven't made it to um, you haven't made it to Clearfield yet. No, Clear. Like I Clearfield said, I, I've been dealing with I've been dealing with stop and go traffic for the last ten miles, longer than ten miles now. Well, you can run the mileage, run Shippensburg, PA to uh, Rollins, Wyoming. See what it comes up to. I mean, I could do that, too, but I'm not going to because I'm not going to put myself on speakerphone. Anyway, you do that while we get the show kicked off, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, good. Well, you know, folks, uh, a little history about this show, and it's going to lead into our our first little topic of conversation. The 1440. Okay, I said what, 15 or 18? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I wasn't that far off, Brian. Uh, I just think it would be longer than that. No, no, this, this oh. only. Yeah, I was thinking fifteen, fifteen hundred. Okay. Well, still, you're a ways ahead. You're way ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, uh, I started Blog Talk Radio back when Blog Talk Radio got started. They. Um, as, as the owner of chatbag.com, they came to me and asked me if they could do some advertising on our site. Uh, they were opening up a new Internet talk radio uh, site, and that's what they, they wanted to do. And, yeah, I, uh, I took their advertising and helped them out, 
And at the same time, I signed up as a host on uh, on Blog Talk Radio. I was one of the first hosts that they had. Anyway, this show was supposed to be the Internet talk show affiliated and associated with chatmag.com. Now, you know, chatmag is, is, is off the Internet right now. Um, I, I'm looking at, at redoing a couple of things and opening up a, uh, a whole new site uh, in conjunction with chatmag.com and with this show and call it chatmag.net. Now, I own uh, a lot of the top-level domains for ChatMag, and I own ChatMag.net, and I was thinking, you know, you take the the dot out of it, and it says ChatMagnet. And I'm thinking that would be really good to have a live chat site. Um, my tagline for ChatMag.net or ChatMagnet, would be attracting conversations. So we could have uh, live conversations on there, similar to what you have now on Facebook and Twitter, and we can also plug it into the show. Well, anyway, the show started as a part of chatmag.com, and we focused mainly on the interactive Internet. What what makes the, the Internet... Uh, an interactive experience for you, whether it's chat rooms, discussion forums, blogs, or whatever. Anyway, let's tie this into a political topic of the day. The other day, the Democratic contender for president, Hillary Clinton, uh, I don't know if she visited Snapchat's offices or somebody was previewing Snapchat to her. Now, Snapchat is similar to Twitter in that it's a chat application or a chat app. And when you type your message to somebody, that person sees the message and then it automatically gets deleted. And Hillary Clinton thought this was just really cool that you could send messages and they would automatically delete themselves. Well, you know, if you're following politics at all, uh, you know the thing about Hillary Clinton's email server that she deleted all of the emails off of her server. Her her main main goal in life is to destroy evidence. So obviously, Snapchat would be right up her alley. She would love something that she could send messages to somebody and then they would automatically delete themselves. She wouldn't have to bother with with going and wiping the hard drives or whatever like she did with with her email server. Um, Another side comment on on the Hillary Clinton and email server type. I'm seeing a lot of the liberal side of the news, like MSNBC and a couple of other people, talking about how the whole email server thing... um, it's going to be Hillary Clinton's downfall. Now, these are liberals saying this, folks. This isn't Republicans talking about this. These are not Hillary Clinton's opponents. They are people that have been trying to stick up for her for years, and they're saying enough is enough. 
the email server wiping it when it was under subpoena by a congressional committee, um, that act was a bridge too far for Hillary Clinton. So even even the people that normally would support her are saying, no, you don't have a chance. This is gonna this this will ruin your candidacy for president. And folks, I'll tell you what, if that's what it takes to get her out of the race, that's fine with me. You know, we already have one president who put under seal all of his college records, all of his medical records. Anything associated with Barack Obama has been sealed by executive order. You couldn't you couldn't find out what his grade point average was at, at college because there is no way to legally access it. He did that when he became president. He sealed his path. And now Hillary Clinton is doing basically the same thing with destroying the email server that was under subpoena. Now, that's destroying evidence, folks. Anyway, that kind of ties in with the original intent of the show in talking about uh, chat rooms and different ways of being interactive here on the Internet. And that's something that we're going to get back into a little bit. We've been uh, speaking quite a bit about politics, uh, generally politics lately, but we can certainly get off into other topics. Um, Basically, outside of the standard, um, you know, discussing the overthrow of the, of the country or child pornography, that sort of thing. Outside of those, any and all topics are fair game. So if you want to call in, you can call in and throw us a topic for discussion. The call-in number is 646 646-478-5150. 646-478-5150. Oh, it's getting to rain a little bit harder here. I see uh, accumulated raindrops on my nice uh, clean hood. <laughs> well, okay. Um, no new callers as of yet. So, uh, Brian, I gave you the first introduction. I'll tell you what, I'm going to switch around and let uh, uh, let Lou take it for a few minutes. Uh Give us a topic, what's on your mind, or fill us in on your week, or whatever you would care to do there, Lou. Well, it's been a very busy weekend getting everything ready because I'm having a new floor put in on Wednesday and Thursday of this week. So I had to get all kinds of stuff put away, breakable stuff out of curio cabinets and so forth. And only had two days to do it in, but we got it done. Even got the turtle... um, his name is Sam, by the way. Got him moved out onto the porch to a secure place, so he'll be safe until they get done and he can come back in the house. Um, weather has been interesting, to say the least. When we think it's going to rain, it doesn't, and when we need to do things outside, it does and stops us. The yard did be mowed at least twice a week, and would still look like it needed to be mowed because all this rain, everything's just growing by leaps and bounds and looking good. 
know, there's nothing really brown in Central Florida right now. It's all beautiful and green like it should be. Other than that, um, my work today and the next two days, so and we should be hopefully fairly busy. Tomorrow is a doctor day, so that's, that keeps us kind of hopping a little bit, makes it easy. And Trouble and Miss Taylor are um, still feuding. They're funny as can be because Taylor does it deliberately. She will go and she'll try and, and sneak one of Trouble's treats and Trouble sees her coming and grumbles and buries them underneath her. And Taylor will work at her until she moves just enough to snitch one and then she comes back down to my room. And that's generally all she needs is one. If she can get one away from trouble, she's pretty happy for the rest of the night. But nobody on that end of the house gets any sleep, though, when, when trouble's carrying on. But when it's time to go outside, they go out together. They play. They walk. They do their thing. They're just funny. They remind me so very much of actual children in the way they harass each other. All poor Taylor has to do is just look like she's going to walk by trouble and trouble will complain. So, been having fun with that. Um, okay. Other than that, it's just been as normal. So, there you go. You got your puppies okay. in there, too. Okay. Brian's turn, or your turn. Yeah, Brian. How are you doing? (laughs) Um, Not bad. Everything's basically the same with me. Just driving down the road and trying to get home, which is not happening. Um, Anyways, I have a uh, little story of something that happened to uh, your daughter, Elizabeth, earlier today. She She got a, uh, a message... She got a message from her neighbor, Lisa, saying that there was a uh, Henry County Sheriff's deputy at their house. The cop uh, flew into the trailer park, flew into, the, uh, into their driveway. And of course, you know, nobody was at home. They were, uh, they were all in town. And the cop is, you know, apparently banging on the door saying, we know you're in there. All we want to do is talk. Supposedly, this uh, the Henry County Sheriff was looking for Elizabeth. Why we don't know. Supposedly, it has to do something with jury duty. Hmm. I don't know. Elizabeth went to work about uh, 18 minutes ago, so she's all worried and can't figure out why the cops would be looking for her. Um. Well, did she get a jury summons and didn't? Uh, didn't answer it. The only time she has gotten anything for jury duty was years ago, and that was a uh, a little questionnaire asking if she would be able to do jury duty. Other than that, she has not got a single thing for jury duty. And that's why yeah. I'm like, the only reason why a cop would be looking for you is if you got a notice for jury duty and just didn't show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you, Brian, um, these days they, they really don't go looking for you. Um, if you uh, if you a jury, no, a jury duty notice 
a lot of times what these states do now is suspend your driver's license. Mm-hmm. And the next time you get the next time you get pulled over, they say your license is under suspension and you have to uh get with the court and get it cleared up. But no. they don't they don't actively go looking for people anymore. That's that's they simply don't have the time or the resources. I don't know. Elizabeth messaged me uh just before the show and said she needed to call me. And I told her, you know, of course, 6 to 7 is the show. Um, She's working 6 to 11 tonight, so I told her to call me after 11. She said something that uh, she was going to call you during during her 15-minute break or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's what happened with her. She's all worried about me. Everything's just the same. And how's your puppy doing? She's doing all right. She got my hand uh, almost shoved down her throat earlier today because she decided to, you know, pick a chicken bone up off the ground and try and eat it. Oh, boy. She does that constantly. She she constantly does that. She will find a chicken bone on the ground or any kind of bone on the ground and grab it. And she knows, you know, I thought... Is it something to do with the labs? Because Taylor does the same thing. I don't know. Brian. I would like you to repeat the story of what uh, what your dog Mercedes did um, when you were at that when you were at the Salt Lake uh, office. <laughs> I, I know which yeah. one you're talking about. I was yeah, at the no, uh, I, I was I was at the Salt Lake City Terminal, and um, you know I, I just woke up and all that, and. Um, the main fleet manager, Mike Rugg, comes out to my truck and, and wants to know when I'm, I'm taking off because I'm supposed to be in California uh, within two, two and a half days or something like that. So anyways, I uh, I rolled the window down, and I talked to Mike, told him, you know, I'm getting ready to leave. And uh, Mike walks away from my truck, and, of course, Mercedes wants to know who I'm talking to. So, um, you know, Mercedes tries to figure out who I'm talking to. Well, I go in a sleeper. And I hear this weird noise. Now, you know, my driver's side window is still down. I turn around, and Mercedes is walking after Mike. She jumped out of my truck through the window, hit the ground, and was walking, you know, after Mike. Like, hey, you know, I want to hang out with you for a little bit. That's about a seven-foot drop. Wow. Wow. It's about a seven-foot drop from my window to the ground. She just jumped out. And when I was in California, uh, waiting to back into a door, one of the security guards was talking to me. And, of course, Mercedes kind of jumps up on my lap, and the security guard is, you know, I'm not going to stick my hand up there because I'm, you know, I'm not that stupid. I'm like, oh, she's not going to bite you. She's she's friendly, sweet, and all that. Well, the security guard was like, you know, what happened underneath her nose? And I look, and she has this big scrape, uh, scratch mark underneath her nose and on the, the bottom part of um, her bottom lip. So apparently that's what happened when she jumped out. She ended up, you know, scraping that, and she still got uh, still got the marks underneath her nose and on her on her lip. But yeah, she uh, she decided she wanted to jump out of my truck through the window. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Mm-hmm. I'll quit hollering at Taylor then. At least she doesn't do stuff like that so far. <laughs> yeah, the only um, 
the only other dog that we have that that I think would even attempt something like that would be Ming. I don't even think she would attempt that with her age. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But she she used to go bouncing. I mean, she would be right up to the top of the couch in a heartbeat. You know, she'd run, run and jump up there. And um, there was one time I thought it was really hilarious. Uh, the last time that, that Aunt and I went to see uh, Aunt's father out in New Jersey, uh, Aunt's dad has this girlfriend that totally freaked out over animals. Hmm. I mean, this, this woman is psycho when it comes to animals. Anyway, we walk in, we walk in her dad's house. Um, Cookie, the girlfriend, was sitting on, on a chair, and Ming jumps out of Aunt's arms and runs. I mean, just flat, you know, at a dead heat, runs and jumps up in her lap and then flips upside down so Cookie could rub her belly, you know. And, and Cookie, <laughs> she's totally freaking out. You know, it's like she got attacked by a dozen uh, by a dozen rattlesnakes. Totally freaked out. Oh, it was fun. <laughs> I love that story. You told me that before, and that's that's how Ming is. You know, I'll be at home and I'll go out and reach out to pet her, and she just automatically turns it over. You know, rub my belly, rub my belly. But yep. honestly, Ming, she's she's kind of calmed down. You know, a lot. She's not really hyped. The only time she's really hyper like that is when Mom grabs the uh, the bag of treats. Other than that, Ming is just kind of lazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, and she yeah, was kind of lazy when I had her on the charcoal mate, too. You know, she just find her little spot and go to sleep. And then when I went to uh, take her out, you know, she'd get all excited. But... Yeah, she no. was. She was always. She was always like that from from day one that I know of. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, Basically, that dog is is just kind of, you know, she thinks she's Chinese royalty and she's not allowed to lift a paw to do anything. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's basically, that's that's basically Ming in a nutshell. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, folks, um, I inherited uh, three dogs, two cats, and a python. When uh, when Aunt passed away, and uh, the three dogs, Ming is a Chinese crested Powderpuff. Uh, Trouble is a uh, Old English Sheepdog, and uh, Taylor is a Black Lab, and I think Rottweiler mix. Now uh, Taylor is taking time. Uh, Taylor's been on the truck with me for a couple of years now. Uh, Taylor's taking time off down there at Lou's house in Florida, and uh, Trouble lives there. Uh, Trouble's just too much of a dog to be carrying in and out of the truck. Uh, I, I took her down to Florida in the truck, and it was really a pain because you have to lift her in and lift her out. But that is not a lightweight dog. She is a little fat, heavy uh, sheep dog. You know, if you if you put her off, she'd probably lose about ten pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, trouble is down there with uh, with Mary Lou, and then Ming, the Chinese crested, uh, Ming was on the truck with Brian for quite a while, and now Ming is at Brian's house uh, 
up in Virginia, his um, Brian's mother, my ex-wife, uh, now lives there, and she takes care of me and all that. How does uh, how does Monica and Maine get along? Real good. Oh yeah, yeah. They got their nice little routine going on where Ming will want to go out at like six o'clock in the morning. And mom yeah. doesn't really like it. But, but yeah, see, Ming, Ming was on the truck with me for a while when I was with Central, and then um, I ended up quitting that company and went with Martin Transport, and Martin Transport does not allow dogs. So I had to figure out, you know, what I was going to do with Ming. Well, at the time, mom wasn't, uh, she mom was still in Winchester, so I just left Ming with um, with Mike and Elizabeth. My sister and brother-in-law, I left uh, left Ming there, and then um, finally mom comes down, moves down, and uh, mom basically stole Ming. Yeah. So now, uh, yeah, mom and mom and Ming are living in my house, and they get along real well. Well, now sure Mercedes, my dog, my my dog gets along great with every dog. But for some reason, Ming and Elizabeth's dog, Lucy, don't like my dog. Uh-huh. You know, both, uh, both Lucy and Ming will just, you know, go go crazy once my dog is there. You know, Ming will growl at her all the time. Lucy will bark at her all the time. And Mercedes is just like, ah, I'm bigger than both of y'all. So, whatever. Well, you know, Yeah, but you've written prove it by them because they don't think she is. Uh-huh. That's like Trouble Trouble knows that she's bigger than uh, Taylor. <laughs> yeah. Brian, when when you're when you're out and about and uh, you know you take the dog out in the truck stop or rest area and walk her around and she sees other dogs, those dogs basically are not a threat to her territory. But when you go home, um. Ming and Lucy are the territorial dogs, and they see Mercedes as the threat. That's that's why they don't get along. Yeah, all, that and when when, all, Mercedes, when I'm when I'm at a truck stop and I take Mercedes out and she sees another dog, she will take off, just running, trying to get to that dog, and she will get to the end of her leash and just it'll jerk her back. There was one day she saw a cow and took off running, wanted to go up and go after the cow, and she almost did a backflip because she got to the end of her leash, and that was it. This was over, this was over a cow, too. Well, I had, um, uh, when, when Taylor was on the truck with me, I was up, uh, uh, you know where, where uh, Newark, Ohio is, where the uh, Kroger is? If you go if you go straight east of there over to I seventy seven, there's a flying J truck stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, know what that's at. Not not newer. Uh, Delaware, Ohio. Yeah. Del north of Columbus, there up off of I seventy seven, uh, is that big Kroger distribution center that we get. And east of there is a flying J truck stop. Well, anyway, a couple of winters ago, I had a delivery for that for that Kroger. And I went up 77, I pulled in the Flying J, and I thought I'd walk her around and uh, grab some groceries, because when you get into Kroger over there, it's a long time to unload. Yeah, I took her out of the truck, had her on the leash, and I didn't see it, because she spotted another dog that took off running, 
and she wound up pulling me down to the ground. I I hit the ice. And I mean, I smacked that dog. You know, the leash handle, the retractable plastic handle thing. Um, I'd take that swatter on the butt a couple of times. But she, she pulled me down to the ground. You know, if I see another dog, then I know to grab onto her and hold on. But I didn't spot the other dog before she did. She's getting better at chasing other animals, but that's what she does. All dogs do that, I think. Anyway, what happened to Brian? Oh, Brian, you're back again. Yeah, I lost signal. Yeah, okay. okay. I just said that, that, yeah, Taylor pulled me down on the ice over there. Wow. Okay, anyway. Um... Anybody got anything else right now? Not really. <coughs> Taylor and the dogs next door. Actually, it's it's Lola. Lola starts it, and then, of course, the others help. They get to carrying on because Lola feels that Taylor's a threat. But, yet, yeah, once the gate's open, then Lola will, if John's out there, Lola will settle down. But on the fence line, no, they've got to get at least one in during the day. And it's generally first thing in the morning. Other than that, yeah, well, Taylor and Trouble just go walk the perimeter. You know how they do. They'll walk the perimeter and then come back. Yeah, dogs, dogs are very territorial. Oh, yeah. They, uh, and shepherds in particular. Yeah. Yeah, Trouble definitely rules everything. <laughs> Dad, have you been to the uh, the TA in um, Eaton, Ohio? Ah, uh, yeah, over there on I seventy before you hit Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lou know, knows about this. I went ahead and stopped at that TA. Uh, I was at the Petro right there by the uh, the state line, Ohio state line. But I said, uh, you know, screw it, I'll just go over to the uh, the TA has a bigger area to walk Mercedes. Well, I parked in the back row. And uh, we went towards one side, got to the trees, turned around, went back down. There's a, a wide open spot. Looks like there used to be a pond there, but it's dried up. Anyways, we're walking away from the parking lot, and I noticed there's two trails there. One of them goes straight, and one of them goes to the left. So I'm like, you know, I wonder where that goes. So Mercedes and I walked around it, and it's it's not very long. It's probably about, I don't know, four, 500 feet long, if that. But it just goes around in a big circle. That's a nice little yeah. area, you know, away from the uh, the parking lot where you just, you know, walk around it or whatever. No, I didn't. But, uh, I usually go across the interstate. There's a pilot over there. Yeah. Yeah, that's usually, you know, I mean, we, we fuel at, at Loves and Pilot, Flying J, so I always, uh, if, if I needed some truck work or something, I would stop in that PA. Well, I, I stopped at the TA just because it has bigger parking, you know, more parking. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That pilot over there by Eaton, Ohio, on I seventy, it does not have good parking. Mhm. Okay, well, um, I'm kind of watching these these rainstorms split around. It's dry here now, but I can't see Elk Mountain. There's a rainstorm between me and it. Mm. Wow. Anyway, what else do we got? Oh, um, let's see. Did we miss anything last week? 
any of the celebrity passings last week, Lou? Not that I know of, but there was one just a few days ago, a British one. Uh, who was that? Trying to think of his name. He was 88. He was on British television. He was on one of the shows, um, something about a bus. And I, I've seen the show because I've seen a lot of those BBC programs. They are really hilarious, worse than ours. Because yeah. they don't hold anything back. But um, I, I want to say D's, something D's, I think. I had it until I sat down to do this. I should have written it down. Yeah. I know. Um, also, uh, yesterday, Julian Bond uh, passed away. Uh, Julian Who? Bond. Julian Bond. Julian Bond was a uh, uh, a big civil rights figure. Oh, okay. Uh, he was. He was a. I think. Um. I'm going to say he was uh, chairman of the board of the NAACP for a while. Um, he was also involved in the 1960s. He was one of the people that was involved with the Freedom Riders. Uh, these mm-hmm. were people that came down came down from the northern states in the United States. They came down south, and, and they rode um, buses with uh, black people in the south. And uh, he was involved in that. That was his first uh, his first big uh, foray into uh, into the civil rights movement. He was connected with the Southern Poverty Law Center, president of that. He might have been chairman of the board of, of Southern Poverty Law Center. I know Morris Dees is the one that started that. Uh, anyway, go ahead and talk for a minute, Lou, and I'm going to look up this British actor real quick, all right? Okay. I don't remember that much about Julian Bond, but I know a lot of you know, little things about the, the civil rights movements and a lot of the stuff that they did. Um, most of the time it was peaceful. Of course, you had your your outlaws and everything. But um, accomplished a lot, but the outlaws also came behind them and demolished a lot, unfortunately made it tougher for them. <clears throat> I'm trying to think. I'm try- I, I can't bring up what I'm, I'm trying to say. can't get it to come no. out the way I want it to. Don't hurt okay. yourself. Be nice. Okay. okay, British actor Stephen Lewis. British actor Stephen Lewis played um, on the sitcom On the Buses, uh, died in an East London nursing home. Uh, He was 88 years old. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't recognize him. I didn't, uh, I didn't watch. uh, And I see another one, George Cole, British TV star. There's a couple. Of, of British actors that passed away, but Stephen Lewis is the one that you're thinking. Yes, it was. 
It was. Um, Susan Sheridan, original cast member of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy radio series. Uh, she <laughs> passed away, died, died 88, uh, died at age 68. Um, Aubrey Morris, 89. Uh, best known for his role as a sniveling probation officer in a clockwork orange. Oh, goodness. Huh. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see if there's any more that I know. No. Young guy, age 54. Sean McKee, best known for his, best known for his role as, as Jamie Henderson in the Channel 4 series, Brookside. That's that's BBC Channel 4, folks. Stephen Lewis is the one you were thinking of, Luke. Mm-hmm. Most British shows are really funny. You know, they've got that, that odd sense of humor to begin with, but they really do a fantastic job on their shows. Yeah, a lot of times, folks, if you get PBS television, uh, a lot of times uh, over the overnight hours, they uh, they run BBC programs. So you can, you can, and I think BBC has, probably has its own cable channel and everything, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. You can get BBC television. Um, television in, uh, in Great Britain is, is a little different than what we have here in the States. Number one, they only have a couple of channels, and they are quasi-government-operated channels. They are they're closer to what we have here in the, in the United States of uh, PBS, public broadcast. Um, over in Great Britain, if you want to watch television, you... Go to this, and then you have to buy a license. You have to have a license to operate the television. We don't do that here in this country, but they do in Great Britain. You have to, you have to actually have a license to watch TV. <laughs> um, maybe that's something we should think about here, folks. Given given the quality of American versus British TV. Um. Maybe that's the difference. I don't know. I, I got turned off of American television many years ago. And, you know, the times that growing up that we lived in the States, my mother used to watch the soap opera. And I've never, I've never understood soap opera. We had, uh, we had some decent programs in the evening. You know, the afternoons was the kids' shows, and primarily when I watched TV as a kid, it was a, it was around the Detroit area. Of course, we had Bozo, um, we had Suki Sales, we had Milky the Clown. Uh, they had uh, Tom Shannon show, which was a um, a music show. You know, this is back in the sixties, folks, fifties and sixties, and. And that was pretty decent television. And then we had a couple of evening shows. And I mean, I remember watching stuff like The Honeymooners when it was on TV. 
when when Jackie Gleason and the Honeymooners were on regular television. That's how old I am, folks. Uh, anyway, quite a bit of difference between British and American television. Uh, so, Lou, you watch you watch a lot of British TV. How do you how do you get how do you tune into that? Just BBC. Okay. We, you, when you, you have you cable, you can get the BBC channel. Okay. Because I get Doctor Who, which is very well known here in the states, also. And you know, if I want, I can I can watch the comedy shows if I'm not doing something else. Yeah. But most yeah most cable in fact I think pretty much the majority of the cable companies do get BBC. What so, about you, Brian? What about you, Brian? Do you have a TV in your truck? Uh, no, I don't have a TV in my truck, but I have a Dish Network at the house, and I got the uh, Dish Hopper, where basically all I have to do is like go on my phone or my tablet, dish, download the uh, Dish Anywhere app, and I can you know watch TV that way. So that's that's what I do. Oh, okay. That works. Mm-hmm. Well, I have I have neither. Um, I have a TV or two in storage. Um, that was ants. I don't even own a television anymore, but I have one or two. Uh, I have, uh, now on my iPad, it seems like my iPad works better than my notebook computer. I can go online. I can go, what I do, if I, if I have the time and I'm inclined to do so, I'll go on my iPad into... YouTube, and I will find a full-length movie and watch the full-length movie. So that's what I do. But as far as... I've done that a couple of times. Yeah, it's not bad. It's, you know, I mean, it's free. Outside of your internet connection, it's free. And my iPad seems to run YouTube videos a lot better than my, uh, uh, my notebook computer does. Anyway, that's what I do, but... I usually do that when I have a Wi-Fi connection someplace. Um, Sapphire's Truck Stops has free Wi-Fi. Most of the loves, and I think all of the pilots of Flying J do have uh, Wi-Fi, but you have to pay for it. And I'm I'm seriously thinking about scrapping my Verizon uh, cellular, uh, you know, data access and going to the uh, the pilot. Wi-Fi. Anyway, what else do we have going here? Because we've got a couple of minutes left on the show, folks. The, the, the Pilot Flying J Wi-Fi is all right as long as you're close to the store and where you can pick up signal, 2 or $3 for an hour. Is it? I was talking about for a month. I thought it was a lot cheaper than that. Per month, I'm not sure if it probably is, but the last time I actually tried connecting to it, I was maybe 600 feet away from the store, could not get a, uh, a strong enough signal to connect to it. But the last time I actually went and looked at it, it was like 2 or $3 for an hour. Yeah. Expensive. Well, I don't know. I don't know. But with me, you know, I, I have Verizon myself, but, you know, I have my phone, my tablet, and mom's phone, and I got... You know, 30 gigabytes of that on there. Yeah. Well, I, uh, you know, my iPhone, 
I use that for Twitter and everything and looking up map directions and all that. Um, but when I'm just driving down the road, I go back into my settings and I turn off my data connection. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't run the data connection all the time. Anyway, um, Lou, you got anything parting uh, parting words here for all of us? No, my well, basically my parting words are the same as usual. To please be careful, take your time, sit back, relax, and get where you're going in one piece. And please don't run over my guys on the road. Yep, there you go. Okay. Anyway, uh, Brian, anything else? Um, not really. I kind of got nothing. Uh, are you are working you on where can I park before the sun goes down? Are you are you still rolling twenty mile an hour in heavy traffic? No, uh, I got out of the traffic a little while ago. Um, when I called back in, uh, when I lost signal, that's when traffic got heavy. But now it's uh, wide open. Oh, okay. All right. Well, hey, folks. You know, Brian and I are on Interstate 80, but there's a couple of miles that separate us at the moment. Uh, Just a little anyway, bit. That's- yeah, that's uh, that's about it for today, and uh, I am heading back into Denver here, so uh, so I will be at our office in Denver uh, just in a couple of hours, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and set up for next Sunday's show. We have to do that every Sunday now. We have to set up for the following Sunday. Instead of scheduling in advance, we have to do it every Sunday now. So we will have a show next Sunday. I'll go back into my... Uh, schedule a show option here, and I'll schedule that for next Sunday at 6 o'clock Eastern Time, 4 Mountain. Uh, Thank you, Lou. Thank you, Brian. And remember, folks, don't drive like my son. (laughs) Right. Yeah, well, you're supposed to get back with what you're supposed to get. What is your your answer to that? Don't drive like my father because I'm not the one to cut across two lanes of traffic to get on when I got off the interstate going to a truck stop. That's right. That's right. I made the I made the legal move. All right, I watched you in my mirror. You cut across two or three lanes of traffic. Don't, when was this? Drive, listen, listen, folks. Don't drive like my son's father. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. All right, Lou, Brian, everybody else that happens to be listening, I appreciate you being here. And we will see you here next Sunday at 4 Mountain, 6 Eastern Time for the Interactive Internet. Uh, be safe out there. You know, we got, uh, oh, when is, um, Lou, when is Labor Day weekend? Is that next weekend? No. Uh, the 7th of September. Oh, okay. Okay. But we do have a holiday weekend coming up here in two weeks, folks. So please be careful out there. Be careful out there every day. And uh, we will go ahead and get our closing song. We will see you here next Sunday. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Again, don't know where, don't know where, but I know we'll meet again some sunny day.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.